Good morning, good afternoon, and uh, good evening. My name is Adam, and today, guess what? <sighs> I am, in fact, talking to myself. And guys, I just need to be up front with you here, just right out the gate. Uh, this is the first episode that I have recorded in... Gosh, I don't even think... The last episode I recorded that was recent was one right when the pandemic was like really crushing everything like i mean it still is obviously but um i think the last episode i recorded that was one that i did live or at least like in more recent times was i believe it was laughing in the face of a pandemic or smiling in the face of a pandemic that was the episode name that was months ago holy shit balls um so what's new uh President Trump is getting dumber, um, people aren't wearing masks for some reason, we're having a re rebound in spikes and outbreaks and people going crazy, we had the Black Lives Matter movement resurgence, which is good, uh, but also came from a lot of bad, um, yeah, it's been a crazy few months, and, uh, you know, as I've mentioned in some previous episodes, I've had a backlog of episodes that that I recorded in January and February. Uh, you know, and I know that in January we still knew that there was a pandemic, but, well, we knew there was a disease, but I don't think we knew that it was going to be that big of a deal. We, we knew that there was something going around, but we didn't know exactly what the magnitude was, or at least we didn't acknowledge it. Um, and so much so much has changed. I mean, I wanted to record today's episode just because I kind of wanted to have, like, I'm kind of shooting from the hip again. I don't really have a huge, you know, uh, plan here. Um, but this backlog that I've been having through, I still have another maybe nine or ten episodes that I have for the next few weeks, but, uh, I, I, I recorded them in that way because I knew that at some point in life I would get crazy busy or find other projects or, you know, stressors or whatever, and I want to give myself that cushion, but here's the problem, and I mentioned this in a previous episode too, that I had too much of a safety net, and I got out of the swing of things. I stopped recording episodes because it wasn't in my regular routine anymore, and I got so sidetracked by what was going on with the world and, and trying to cope with um, my own anxieties and, and, and uh, fears with... Not specifically quarantine, but what happens now? Work is different. Life is different. How we talk to each other about it is different. People's reactions are different. And, um, you know, I thought I should probably, I should talk about this because there's just been so many big things. Well, specifically two of them uh, that kind of have a blanket over all of the other things that have happened. And again, one of them is obviously COVID-19. Um, and the other one is Black Lives Matter. And, um, you know, I, I think I kind of want to start with that. And if that's what today's episode is about, then that's what today's episode will be about. Because, gosh, I could I could talk forever about all of those things. But let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. All right. And I thought about doing this episode before. Um, weeks ago, and but not to kind of sound like a like a like a hipster about it or anything, but 
I didn't want to be one of those people that jumped on the bandwagon that tried to use these things, especially BLM, as a way to promote an episode of something or a project that I have. Let's talk about it. You know, and and my audience isn't exactly huge, but I do have dedicated listeners. Uh, And while you are a handful, you are some of the most important people in my world, and I appreciate you. Um, You know, but for if anybody ever finds this or hears this or when the aliens come and unbury all of our technology and they find the tapes and the clouds and the, the, uh, you know... Uh, the old cellular phones. Maybe one person was playing this episode when the nukes hit or something. I don't know. But uh, when they find this, I want anybody who ever hears this to kind of know at least my journey. Now, for those of you who haven't been paying attention and just don't know, uh, number one, I have terrible allergies. So if I'm a little sniffly today, uh, it is July. Um... And it is hot as balls, and allergy season is in full swing for this bro. So if I'm a little extra sniffly, I apologize. Secondly, there it is. I am a straight white guy. I'll be 32 years old the day after this episode posts. Um, So happy birthday to me. You got this future me. Thanks, man. Um, And um, I had my own tragedies and things that I've talked about on the podcast and, and, and upbringings and and things, but there are a lot of things that I thought that I knew and that I understood and that I felt properly about. You know, I, w- I was one of those people that felt that, uh, you know, when Obama got elected, n- not that I voted then. Actually, no, that's not true. I did vote then. Um, it's not like I didn't follow it all that much. Obama was one of the people that inspired me to get into politics a little bit, but I didn't really follow it. But I thought. I mean, I know that there was a lot of backlash, and there were a lot of people who said and made signs and did some shitty things about him when he got elected. You know, I remember the signs with the nooses on them and everything. But even then, I thought, like, this is the start of something huge if our country was able to do this. You know, racism's on the way out, man. It's on the way out. Um, and then when he got elected a second time, I was like, yeah, man, like, it's gotta be. It's got to be. Like, he, I know he wasn't perfect, but just again, they get, we, we got to be. You know, on it's got to be on the way out. We got to be on the way up right now, right? You know, and then, and then again, I don't want to blame everything on Trump, but he definitely was a figurehead to open up a lot of bad doors that we thought were closed forever. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like you see in those movies where, like, as a viewer... You see this archaeologist, and they're digging, and they're 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 dusting off this old tomb, and you're like, oh, you know, this is is you know that was meant to stay buried. You need to just leave that alone. What are you going digging up sarcophagus for, and or sarcophagi? What are you digging up sarcophagi people for? And um, you're like, you know, and and they start reading the text. They understand the text, and they read, and it says. He who opens this will be, and you're like, oh, listen, don't keep reading it, because, you know, maybe read it to your in your head, you know, don't read it out loud, and they're like, will be cursed forever to do the bidding of, you know, blah, 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 you know, I was going to say an Egyptian name, but my brain couldn't summon one right now, uh, Imhotep or something, you know, wasn't that the, the mummy with Brendan Fraser from the 90s or early 2000s, when the hell did that movie come out, I don't know, sorry guys, I'm a little extra sniffly today, I'm going to take a sip. 
allergy season, man, it sucks. Although for me, allergy season's every fucking day. Every season. All four of them. There's a fifth one that you guys don't know about it, where I get extra crazy. And, you know, it usually only happens for a day on the eighth day of the week. And uh, let me tell you, only the Beatles really know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so, you know, you, you, you see this guy or this girl and they're digging up this shit and you're like, don't you do that. Don't you open that door or that door is meant to be closed. Or, or, or even better, there's ones where, like, there's a guy who clearly knows, but he seems like he's crazy because he's been guarding these doors for decades and you're like no no he's like no please don't go in here i'm telling you this is not this is meant to be closed this is a door that's never meant to be open this is not whatever and then you know and then all hell breaks loose and then somebody has to rise up and try to take out this evil all over again but you know what it could have just been prevented if the assholes just left the freaking door closed or they left the tomb unearthed or, or rather earthed not unearthed or if they unearthed the tomb they're like you know what we found it let's just leave it there okay this seems like bad juju is going to happen. But it does, you know. And that's kind of what happened was, where are we going with this, Adam? You might be wondering. <laughs> uh, that's, how, that's how it was, though, with, with, with the, the racial card, because we thought that it was over. Uh, I mean, I did. And I feel like if I did, there has to be at least a thousand other people that thought what I thought. Um, and... Yeah, you know, like we thought that door was closed, and then Trump and his goons and other people started poking around. They had to see what they could get away with and say certain—I don't want to call them magical words, but dark incantations that opened up this terrible door again that was supposed to stay closed, and it let out a lot of evil, or rather, you know what? I should say it, re it awakened, it reignited an evil that we thought was gone but has been around the whole time. They opened up these evil doors in a lot of men and women and uh, or otherwise and uh, you know it in a way it was I hate to say that it was a good thing. I, I hate I hate but hear me out on that. It's a good thing because people like me who thought that things were fine needed to see that they're not and that they were just hidden in different in new ways now or they were done in secret or they weren't as publicized because people weren't as fired up about them or people weren't as I don't know I was ignorant to a lot of things a lot of us were you know I have I have people in the in the uh, black community that uh, well, friends in the black community who, who also were like, you know, I thought things were a certain way, and yes, things have always been great, and there are things that I wanted to say, but didn't know if I should, but I didn't know that there were this many people out there that were, that, 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 that felt these angry things towards people of color, or that, that there were systems in place to keep them down, that maybe, whether we realized them or not, were still there, and that there were biases, and... And, you know, police brutality never really went away. It just kind of arrived in different ways and, and wasn't talked about or wasn't filmed all the time. And it's, um, it's been a weird, it's been a weird, uh, couple of months. And, uh, the thing that bothered me, well, I say the thing, but 
there are a lot of things, but one of the things that bothered me was that I guess the, the, the shock that I, I guess you kind of always know that there are things that you don't know, you know, known unknowns is the great Sam Jackson once said, um, I, I guess it was a shock to realize that there was so much more that I didn't know and that made me uncomfortable and there was so much about um, experiences of people that I know and that I care about that I didn't know and maybe it's because I never thought to ask or maybe they never thought to share or because maybe when I heard about it I was like no that's not right that people couldn't possibly do that could they that's not that can't be right you know um and so uh, man I, it's, there's so much I should have made a list because I just my brain is just like cluttered with so much but I guess let's go back everybody's gonna talk about it so let's just mention George Floyd alright that was really even though there were things that happened before it and so many that happened after it you know between Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd, and and several others, of which, sadly, names I can't even recall, because if I'm being honest, not to make excuses, but one, I'm terrible with names, and two, there have been more happenings than I would like to admit and, and, and realize that I just, I, I don't want to say I became numb to it, but I just, I couldn't, my heart couldn't take it, you know, and I realized just how weak I was in some of those departments. And sadly, I, it's not that I ran away from it, but I got to the point where my anxiety was so high and, and, and my push was so strong that just I became weak and I realized that I needed to have some self-care. And anyway, what I'm saying is as I'm still active, but I have to be carefully active because my heart hurts in ways that I don't know how to make it recover after. And, you know, I carry things with me a certain way that is a blessing and a curse. I remember certain feelings and, and, and actions forever, but... I don't know. I guess everybody kind of has that in some way. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. The point is, is that there were so many things that happened. George Floyd was the big one, I think. That was the one that broke everybody. Like, that was the straw. You know, we, we all got tired of it. We all were like, alright, what the hell. And regardless of how you feel about that, regardless of, you know, there are conflicting reports and, 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 and how, cause of death, whatever, right? But the thing is, is if people would say something like, oh, well, you know, he, I, I forget all the stories because there were so many and some of them weren't true and some of them were. And, you know, he was incarcerated before and he had a checkered pass and there was abuse issues or whatever. Whatever those things may or may not have been. Let's just assume for a second in this world that George Floyd was the lowest of the low. Let's just say that, you know, let's just kind of give that doubt, all right? That he was the scum of the earth, he stole a lot, had his own counterfeiting business, um, laundered money, you know, maybe he was abusive to people, uh, maybe he was somebody who pulled a gun on someone else before for his own doings. Let's just assume that he just did a lot of awful things to people, okay? 
you got him. You know? You caught the guy. And once you got him to the ground, you didn't need four dudes. You know? You had him cuffed. You had him pinned. You got him. You know? And all he said was, I can't breathe. You know? And at that point, hear that. He can't breathe. And again, whether he's somebody... And this is something that... I'm kind of... I'm deviating a little bit, but... Uh, when I was little, I used to, my brother and I used to fight, as brothers do. But something that would happen, my brother and I would fight, and we'd wrestle, is if I'd get him in any sort of like sleeper hold or whatever, and you know, I, or I'd just be holding him. That was one that used to bother me. I would just hold him, you know, I'd hold him to the ground, or I'd hold him, you know, when I was a kid, or I would, I would, I would just kind of bear hug him and keep him from moving. You know, he'd always say. I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Even if you weren't touching his neck, he would always say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And we always hated it. Like, it used to annoy me, because I'm like, I'm not even touching your neck, I'm not even touching your head. Like, what do you mean you can't, you know? And looking back on that now, I realized the kid was probably suffering from anxiety that none of us knew about. I don't even think I knew what anxiety was as a kid. He didn't know what it was. My parents, if they knew what it was, my mom had it. I know she did, in hindsight. My mom was also very arrogant and very full of herself and thought, well, if I'm experiencing something, then nobody else could possibly be experiencing it. Anyway, I'm deviating again. I'm sorry. But again, the point is, is that like, if somebody says that, they, they very well may not be able to, even if it is that you're not on their neck or their stomach or, or, or their back too heavy or whatever, part of it might just... Again, I, I'm, I'm kind of spitballing here. But maybe, just maybe, like, whether he could or couldn't breathe. Because I always used to tell my brother, if you if you can't breathe, you wouldn't be talking. You wouldn't be, you know, that's what I used to tell him all the time. Like, I, he'd always go, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You know, and you'd hear him breathing, and i just get so annoyed with him. And I'd just be like, you wouldn't be able to keep telling me you can't breathe if you can't breathe, you know. But I realized that, you know, he, he would take quicker Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, I guess that's the theme of this year, huh? Um, and uh, anyway, so let's just say that he could breathe, but his anxiety was kicking in because people were climbing on him, and, and, and maybe he was afraid of something, maybe afraid of cops, maybe afraid they'd find something, maybe just afraid there are four dudes on top of him. You know, whether he could, whether he wasn't physically being choked, he was losing the ability to breathe, maybe because his anxiety was just out of it, you know, he was having a panic attack, and he couldn't breathe, you know, whether he could or couldn't, he didn't think he could, and so his breaths were getting shorter, because he, he couldn't focus on his breathing anymore, you know, and that's something that you also got to think about, it's like, whether he was choked to death or not, which I guess the autopsy says that he wasn't, all these other conditions came out, because his heart couldn't take what was going on, you know, yeah, he may have been trying to do a bad thing. And again, I don't know if whether he knew that was a real, if that was a counterfeit bill or not. Let's just say that he did. Okay, again, let's just say that, let's just say that he was a bad dude, all right? You got him. Whether he was a good dude or a bad dude, you got him at this point, you know? You're done. Shouldn't take that long to put cuffs on him. Shouldn't take that long to get him in the car. You know, but that was a long time. And I get it. You know, and no matter what you want to say about the guy, again, I'll, I'll roll with any bad things that you had to say about him just, just to kind of make this argument, all right? He did this, he did that. Who the fuck cares? They got him. 
you know like and that's what I'm realizing sometimes is whether these people did or didn't do the crime you got them you know and like at that point like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you got them you know if you got them in custody you got them in custody you can get them to the car I don't understand let them talk they know their rights read their, their Miranda rights and get them the fuck in the car you know, give them a trial, however it goes, and that whole system's fucked up too, let's not even get into that, but, um, I, and I know not all the crime is just from stuff like that, but there is a lot of it, and sometimes you just shoot first, ask questions later, and I'm not going to get in too, too deep with, with that, what I really want to talk about, because the thing is, if I get too deep into police brutality, and what should be changed, and laws, and the prison system. If I'm being honest, there's a lot of it about it that I don't understand, and that I couldn't, I cannot make, some of my arguments I would, I personally would feel, would be invalid, because I don't understand it enough. And yes, I could do my research, and yes, I could read. And there's a certain way that I learned that it sticks better. And, you know, I am now in a place of clear mind, and safe mind, that I can talk at least about how I'm feeling, and what I went through. So yes, I know things have to change. Obviously, things are not great. I think there are a lot of things in our country that could be changed that other countries are doing way better. And no, there's no way in the world that I think that America is the greatest country on earth. It hasn't been for quite some time, and especially isn't now. Um, you know, and I acknowledge that now. I used to, not that I was some conservative gun-toting America guy, but I used to think, you know what, things could be worse. People bitch about America because they're privileged enough to bitch about America. And at one point, that was probably true. And in some ways, it still is. But let's face it. There are first world countries that are doing way better than us. And, and our society and our congressional leaders are just too flippin' arrogant to, tr to take a risk and change something drastically. It took a pandemic and Black Lives Matter to even have a drastic change. And even those are slow. Uber, uber slow. But anyway, I want to kind of backtrack to my feelings on it because, excuse me, um, it just, the, the, realizing those things and going back and revisiting those instances, and, and of course everybody has a feeling, and I've had feelings, you know, was Ahmaud Arbery up to no good? Maybe, maybe not. Was it okay for those two people to take it upon themselves to exact that kind of justice, quote-unquote? No. How the fuck did Breonna Taylor get caught up in that bullshit and get slain for just laying or sleeping on her chair? Like, how does that even happen? You know? Like, anyway, what this took me through was, first and foremost, I was afraid. For when the Me Too movement happened, I felt this way too. I felt, you know, what we call our white guilt. Or when the Me Too movement happened, I felt my man's guilt. You know, I felt self-conscious about anything that I would say. And I realized that women were very self, very easily, they wanted to start speaking out. And so I didn't know if I should fight back if I felt I was attacked for something that I didn't do or inadvertently did. You know, I don't know. Um... And same thing with this, is, is I started to feel self-conscious about everything that I said, because I, I didn't want to instigate anything, I didn't want to hurt anybody, I didn't want to, you know, I was unsure of how to express my feelings, because I didn't want to sound like just some, you know, there are people that call us like 
white saviorism, which it, I have mixed feelings on white saviorism, honestly. Um, you know, and I didn't know how I was, al- I was allowed to feel, if that makes sense. Um, and, you know, I also hated having to go to a black friend and be like, hey, explain it to me, because, like, they shouldn't have to. Well, they shouldn't have to... I don't know. I always hated that I felt like they're just like this encyclopedia that I gotta go pick through. But luckily for me, I did have some people that were very open to talk to me because I want to get their perspective. You know, I was like, what's... Are there things that I didn't know about you? Are there things that... You know, are these things true? Have you been a part of this? Have you been affected by this in some way and maybe just kind of got used to it you know um and again there's a lot of discussion that could happen in there too like a lot of discussion that you know uh i don't know i think i think the biggest thing for me that took me a second to understand is why the term all lives matter is upsetting to people you know because i was one of those people I was, and I still believe that, but I under I understand why the sentiment hurts, and I think why there's such a divide, is because there are also a lot of people that don't understand it the way that I now understand it. You know, there are people, and I'm not standing up for everybody, but like there are a lot of people that were just like me, or are just like I was, that will say all lives matter because they think that Black Lives Matter is very. Um, ex- is, it, is it exclusive? Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, where they think that now someone's just saying, well, you only think Black Lives Matter. And so that's why I think All Lives Matter came out. Or well, at least why people grabbed onto it. Um, and I know there's more history behind that too, but I like to believe that there are a lot of people that were just like me, were just like me still are, who felt and feel that, hey, listen, I get that you think black lives matter, and they do. Why can't we believe that all lives matter? And it took me a while. That was a big kick to my gut, because I used to fight that. I used to say that a lot. I used to put that on my black friends' posts and white friends' posts that were, you know, in that fight, and I'd just be like, why do you keep saying that, and why do you get mad when I say all, and they would never tell me why. They would just get mad at me. And I think that's also a communication thing that that made things worse. But, you know, and it wasn't until after a new friend that I'd met through a a volunteer organization had said, I saw her post onto some public Facebook page when somebody was talking about All Lives Matter and they're like, oh, I hate that term. And I, I messaged her and I said, you're such a sweet lady. Why the fuck do you hate that term? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I know that you believe that. I know that you know that. That all lives matter and that all lives should matter. You know, and then she explained it to me a little bit. That, you know, what BLM is supposed to mean. And why all lives matter is upsetting. And that they feel that all lives matter is just a mean response to Black Lives Matter. And it's an ignorant response. And that she mentioned that there's somebody who came up with that just as a way to combat BLM as a way to keep BLM down and that may be true if I'm being honest I've found different results for my searches and you know it's hard to believe everything you read on the internet but all I can say is this that was a big turning point for me where you think you know you think you're woke as they call it 
Um, and then you realize that you're still pretty sleepy. You realize that your eyes haven't been open the whole way, that you're still a little groggy. And um, I think... I think there, much like with some things with the pandemic, which I'll talk about sometime, there are people that probably know that what they're doing is not productive, or even that it is bad, or that they are not helping. And sometimes you can help by just not being a douche. <laughs> but I think that there is a certain level of arrogance, or a certain level of pride that comes along with this ride of, of emotion where you are you think that you're saying the right thing all lives matter don't quit saying black lives matter all lives matter you know and there's some point where you read something and you're like you know what I could see why this would be upsetting but I still believe it so I'm going to keep saying it you know and I think there's a part of your pride that just has to hold on to it because it's something that you believe it's something, you know, and, and it's still something I believe but I, I get it. <laughs> and and what, what, what that saying should actually read. And this is something that I have adapted into my lexicon and into my, um, um, let's just call them arguments, I guess. My debates with people. When somebody says all lives matter. My response is all lives should matter. And I think... I think, I think that's what it should be, and I think that's what they're trying to say is black lives. You know, and and I do think there are people in the, and people who are fighting for BLM who realize that in the more recent months, as they're like, all right, we've been seeing these arguments a lot, and instead of fighting back and being like you're racist, we're saying hey, you know what, maybe we haven't been clear on what this movement is about, you know, and, and, and you know, and there are bad apples in every bunch, and there are people who are on the Black Lives Matter side that are doing things in extreme ways, uh, or who may feel, and I have had people tell me that there's a such a thing as black supremacy, and again, I'm not going to get too deep into it, I don't think personally that that's what BLM is, but there are people that will try to abuse and manipulate every movement and every side people of any color, you know, and, you know, I know personally I've met people who are white as me, who are on the BLM side, who I realize are trying to use it for their own gain, and like I said, that's what, that was one way that it scared me to do this episode sooner, was because I didn't want to seem like I was trying to use this for my own benefit, you know, um, because it's not, like, I've always felt this podcast is my safe place to say things and to talk, and to, I'm saying things and talking are the same thing, you dumbass, um, you may be saying, <laughs> uh, but this is my safe place to feel, and to express how I'm feeling in a way that, in a way I'm glad that there's such a small audience here, because, like, I know that, like, when this episode goes out, I'm not going to be bombarded with thousands of people who are going to be mad that I don't understand something or that I feel a certain way or I don't know I guess that's just me being a sissy about my feelings in, in one way to the general public of people who don't know me um, 
but I, you know, I just want to like I'm 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 kind of getting back to this because I'm I'm just I think it's it, fuck how do I say this? Getting educated is fun and good when you want to be. When you already know what you want and you already have a feeling about the thing you're chasing. But sometimes when you face that education and you realize that there is a discomfort there. That whether it's something simple like, you know, I remember, I talked about this in other episodes, but when I had my first panic attack was when I was working for a state farm. And I was getting it, you know, and I thought I could get my license. I could sell insurance. I'm good with people. I want to get this education. And then I started to get this education. And I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't understand. There's a lot of stuff in here that I don't know was good for me. There's a lot of stuff in here that is really making me feel a bad way right now. And that I think I'm scared of it. And my mind was like, yep, this is not for you, pal. And I ran away. And in that instance, I think it was a good thing. You know, you know yourself best. But in getting educated through things that were brought up to me through the BLM uh, movement, um, it's a similar concept where there were things that I have been upset with because I didn't want to believe that it was true or that I think that people are overreacting. Or that I think that I haven't reacted enough. Or that... Or that there were... Like I said earlier, that there were feelings and things that I thought that I knew and felt that I think that I have been behind on. To quote... To quote um, Chevy Chase's character Pierce in Community, I, have, I was streets behind when I thought that I was streets ahead. And that's not to say that I wasn't a couple of streets ahead of some people, but I was way farther behind where I wanted to be and where I thought that I was and could be. Um, so, I think in summation of this, I, I, again, I could talk forever on this stuff and just ramble like an idiot. I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm just kind of talking. Um, I think I needed to do this. I think I, 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 you know, I apologize that it wasn't anything super clear and concise, but, you know, I... The big one for me, there were so many things that I, I went through, and maybe I'll do a second part to this at some point. Because um, I don't want my episodes to go two or three hours long. It's, I'm at 30-some minutes now. Um, yeah, there were so many things, and I'm starting to feel guilty because I, you know, there's a lot of things that I wanted to go over and say, but just time, time is fleeting. Anyway, my point is, is that the big one, the first thing that I had to encounter that I had to have a reckoning with was what does all lives matter mean? What does black lives matter mean? And what is a better way to communicate that to people? Um, because whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not, whether you want to look at it or not, because sometimes it's hard to look at the gross things in our world. You know, I don't even, I don't even look in the toilet after I poop because I just don't want to look at it. You know, I don't want to, I know that's a bad example, but <laughs> That's the first one my stupid brain came up with. <laughs> There's just a lot of shitty things in the world that you have to look at sometimes. You know, you know, like people who are in the medical field have to see gross things all the time. And you have to 
some get numb to it some just they get used to it because they have to because there are things that they have to look at to solve a problem they have to be able to look at these things to to, to cure a cancer they have to be able to open you up surgeons have to be able to open you up to take bad things out of you or to look at you in a way to make sure that they can help you and i think that right now our country our society has a lot of surgery that it needs done and it needs it's a big one and it's one that needs a lot of assistance to to get done and we are those people we have to help and um i think that's that's the sad part is that i think there's a lot of people that know that but don't want to and you don't have to help by you don't have to protest all the time if, if you don't want to or if you can't or if you're afraid of the pandemic because that is real that is that is real so it's okay to be afraid of that you know you can help in a lot of ways and that's what i'm working on right now is trying to find ways to educate to get myself educated to share when i think that something is worth learning or knowing uh, I donate to, I've always had organizations that I donated to, but I'm finding more, and actually through one of my listeners, um, who artwork she's been doing, um, I've been paying her to donate to whatever charities, and she actually turned it around on me and allowed me to choose between a couple that she liked, you know, as a way for us to do it cooperatively, um, which is also a great feeling to know that, that, that you know, it's one way or another hopefully go into something that helps um but education is a big one and you know i stopped with protesting after a while because you know i realized that now that i'm back to work i have to be more careful because of the people that i interact with and you know not to put a pause in the black lives matter movement but you know with the pandemic and everything i realized that i need to be careful and that if i'm gonna go and protest to try to save lives you know, if there's any way that I'll get sick and take it back to these people that I work with, these people who are much older than me, I'm endangering other lives, so I have to find a balance, and that terrified me. So I'm trying to find a way, again, just like with the height of the pandemic, we're trying to get people food and everything, trying to help people remotely or, you know, through education or through talks, whatever. Um, so, you know, I'd encourage you if, you know, I know that it's really easy to pick a side or to ride the fence. And sometimes it's easy to pick a side because of denial or because it's just the way that you're used to things. Or maybe you don't like how the other side conveys their message. And I get that. That's how people pick their politics, honestly. I don't like that guy, so I'm going to be a Republican. I don't like that lady, I'm going to be Democrat. You know, sometimes it's just that simple, honestly. Um, but if you're somebody who's riding the fence, um, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but I think that sometimes you have to dip into one yard or the other. You know, you can't be there forever. And um, I just want to encourage you that to understand that from the side that I am on, and again, I was very much on the side. I was I was a fence rider. <laughs> I was because I want to love everybody. I want to, and I still do to an extent. But I'm realizing that there are some people that need to earn that love, not just get it for free. And um, there are people who are trying to fight a good fight for a reason. There, you need to at least acknowledge that things need to change, and that if you are somebody who was white, please understand that whether you realized it or whether you asked for it, 
there were times in your life that you probably got treated better than somebody of color if they were in the same position as you. And I know that there are successful people of color, obviously. We see them on TV, we see them in the medical field, we see them, you know, in, in, in high-paying jobs, lawyers, you know, all these things. We know that. We understand that. But they, some of them had to work a lot, lot harder. Not just because they came from shitty backgrounds or, you know, I mean, my upbringing wasn't great. I mean, I wonder what my upbringing would have been like if I, if my family were black. I mean, would it, would we have, we, we already kind of had shitty living conditions, but maybe the organizations that were helping us helped us more because of what we were, you know? And, you know, I've had people pull me over, you know, for being, having my inspection being out. And, you know, if I were a black dude, you know, I remember one time the guy just said, you know what? Just go get it fixed, all right? Get your car inspected. I'm not going to give you a ticket. Seems like a dumb thing to do. Just go get it done. But if I were somebody of color, maybe that cop wouldn't have trusted me. I don't know. I don't know. You know, but but again, I know that there were times that maybe somebody passed judgment away from me and onto somebody else because of what I look like. And, you know, and there are people of color that are walking to a store or walking to any place and depending on where they are, will get judged one way or the other, just because of, you know, a color they can't help that they are. And, um, not to say that they would want to change it, but again, like, they didn't choose to look that way, you know, choose them by their character, not, not by what they look like. And just please acknowledge that that is something that could have happened to you, maybe it never has, but it could have, and it may still. And that's part of the problem that if you just like, recognize it, then that is one step to helping people. And just realizing, like, just, just look out for it more. See if it happens, you know? See, notice more in the room when you go places. Like, do people look at you a certain way? Do you notice them looking at other people a certain way? You know, maybe in your friends' conversations, things that they say, words that they're more comfortable saying than others. You know, just stuff like that, like, because they feel that they can. You know, do you think the people that you hang out with be, would be uncomfortable in any way if they hung out with a black guy? or a brown woman, or an Asian fella, you know, like, do you think that they would act different? And if they did, if do you think that they would, why? Why would they act different? You know, and if it's because you think that person might be hypersensitive to certain things you would say, well, maybe let's address the things that you're saying. And I understand that there are things that I like to say that I think are silly, that I think are silly that upset people. Guys, I said slut one time, and one of my friends got upset because I said slut. And he says, oh, you think all women are sluts? I was like, no, dude. No. No, I don't think that. Then I had to talk to him, and he was, you know, but at least have a conversation. Do I think that if somebody I know or friends that I have would hang out with somebody, do do I think their vernacular would change? Do I think that their habits would change? Do I think the conversations would change? Do I think that they would be super uncomfortable the whole time? If so, that's probably worth thinking about and having a conversation about. If not with anyone else, at least with yourself. Um, but all right, that's that's probably enough for now. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Um, I realize that to you guys, there's still been an episode coming out every week. <laughs> but for me, I haven't done anything in, gosh, probably since March. I think later in March is the last time I released an episode that I recorded, you know, recent. So... I'm going to apologize anyway, even though you may or may not have noticed that. Um, 
but I also released the episodes in a certain way because I wanted to have like a little distraction, something that was something different to talk about, to think about. You know, I talked about flat earthers and posers in a zombie apocalypse, uh, you know, a bunch of silly stuff like that. Um, what people are most afraid of, um, why drinking water is good, that's coming out soon. Uh, speech impediments you know just things to learn about but i think it, it was time to do this and i'll start recording more new material soon i'm finally getting to a headspace where like I'm, I'm i'm comfortable i'm okay um i can think a little bit straighter i'm not as bogged down i have a little bit more of a routine as i'm stretching into how the pandemic will change us further um but uh keep up the good fight not not just for things like blm honestly i think also for yourself um, I know that these times are hard. Uh, I have had my own um, struggles and stressors. And just know that you're going to be okay. Um, please be safe. Please, please wear a goddamn mask or get curbside pickup. I could have a whole episode about how I feel about that. But please, for fuck's sake, wear a goddamn mask. It's not that big of a deal. It's only for a little while. Then you can go back to your home or your yard or whatever. Please be careful. This is very real. Um, and if you know that already, please know that it's okay to treat yourself to some kindness. Be nice to yourself. Get that ice cream that you want. You know, if you're working on a diet, um, you know, find that sweet that is just your little treat for being good. Whatever it is, whatever you gotta do, call your mom, call your dad, call your family, call your friends. Trust me, you're not inconveniencing them if you need to talk to them. Even just to say, hey, how you doing? Honestly, sometimes it's okay to call without intention. You can just say, hey, I want to call because I want to see how you're doing. And honestly, because I'm a little lonely. People will want to listen to you. Your friends love you. Your family loves you. Just because they don't know how to say it all the time, or they don't know how to express it, or if they think that just knowing that your friends on Facebook is enough, tell them that it's not. They're not going to be mad. I mean, don't tell them that, hey, you don't give me enough love. But, you know, just sound like, hey, you know, I was hoping that maybe we could talk some more. I miss you. I love you. Uh, I'm having a hard time with this. Can we talk? You'd be surprised how quickly they will drop everything that they're doing for you. So please know that it's okay to, as I like to call it, you know, bother them with your friendship. Go get them. Um, so in the meantime, you know, as I like to say, I sincerely do hope that you are taking care of your mind and taking care of your heart. And most importantly, now and forever, taking care of each other. <laughs>